Hi there, I'm Jennifer Stewart. And I'm Katherine Clark, and we're so glad that you're joining us today for The Honest Talk. We're excited to be bringing you conversations with some of North America's most inspiring women, and we are thrilled to be partnering with RBC as we do so. This podcast is about leaving behind the talking points and diving into the real, authentic, and unique personal stories of our guests. Stories which we hope might influence or inspire your own journeys. So let's get right to it. JC DeHoop is working to level the playing field in sports media. She is the co-founder of The Gist, a media company that aims to be the go-to source for sports coverage and conversations for women, accelerating gender equality in the highly male-centric field of sports journalism. And The Gist has clearly hit a home run. The brand has grown a loyal North American following and earned significant corporate support that will only see the company continue to grow in leaps and bounds. And JC DeHoop is here today to tell us all about her inspiring journey so far. JC, we're thrilled to have you with us. Welcome to The Honest Talk. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Catherine and Jen. I'm pumped to be here. Give us a sense of why you started The Gist. I mean, tell us the backstory. We launched The Gist in 2018 in Canada. Well, 2018 was really when we quit our full-time jobs to pursue The Gist full-time 2019 across the U.S. And really, the premise came from myself and my co-founders in our kind of personal experiences. So the three of us met while we were at Queen's University. We were all in the commerce program there. And we were we were great friends through Queen's after we graduated. We all moved to Toronto. We were all working in different areas, kind of in financial services. So, you know, if you're picturing Bay Street or what have you, it was very, very corporate, very male-dominated kind of workplaces each of us were in. Myself, I was in a management consulting firm working with a lot of the banks. And, you know, I grew up and my, my co-founders as well, Roslyn and Ellen grew up as well as, as really athletes. Like we loved sports, played a ton of different sports at a competitive level, at a recreational level. And it was interesting because I found when we switched to being in Toronto and kind of being in that really corporate environment, sports didn't feel as much a part of our lives. And that was from a participation standpoint and actually playing, but also from a sports fandom perspective. And it was particularly in each of our workplaces where we saw how sports are this like really amazing thing that brings people together, like nothing else. But at the same time, When you're a female identifying fan, it's really easy to feel kind of on the outside of that sports conversation or on the outside of that sports community. Unfortunately, it still can just really feel like this boys club or this kind of intimidating space. And that's coming from myself and and my co-founders who, again, grew up around sports, playing all these sports. So we wanted the premise for the gist to be you know, making sports content more accessible and more inclusive, but accessibility also means free content. We didn't want an audience or a female fan to, to be like paying for the content and, and to have that kind of barrier. We were just working off the side of our desks and, and started sending out the GIST newsletter every Monday morning. Started with a list of 500 people, which was essentially us signing up all of our friends, all of our workplaces. And then, yeah, it, things kind of took off from there, I would say about six months later. So, but we had about six months where we were kind of operating it as, as a side hustle. 
And then we, we got accepted. Well, we, we heard about applied, got accepted to an incubator program that was being put on by the DMZ in Toronto. That's kind of this startup incubator space as well as Facebook and got some really, really great funding from Facebook as well. And so when we got accepted to that program, which was called the Digital News Innovation Challenge, that was really kind of that catalyst that really gave us, I think, this space and honestly, the funding in many ways to to really leave our jobs and pursue the gist full time. The sports world is so saturated with content, with newsletters, with websites. How do you actually differentiate your content so that it stands out amongst like a whole sea of, of competitors for you? The sports world in general has really honestly ignored and really treated the female fan as an afterthought. I think for all of us on this call who have, you know, watched TSN or Sportsnet or really any more like traditional sports media, like none of that content is created with you in mind. And oftentimes, you know, really geared towards a male fan as well, and just somebody who's really in the sports world. And so we really felt and really created the gist for ourselves and really saw that opportunity to better serve a different audience that maybe doesn't look like or act like that kind of typical or traditional sports fan. And so that's the majority of our audience is female identifying, but that also just means somebody who, again, just doesn't look like that kind of avid fan. So we have so many queer gestures too. We really focus on, again, those more progressive storylines. So there's a lot of magic to sports, but there's a lot of things that don't get the coverage that, that they really should. And so I think how we really differentiated ourselves has been focusing on really who we think of as that underserved fan that's really been that that afterthought. And so a lot of the time that person is female identifying. And a lot of the time too, it's somebody who, like myself and and Rosalind, who grew up playing sports and really get the the kind of magic of sports, but because of the way sports media and sports content is created, just hasn't been engaging to, to a fan like myself. So we really created the gist with, with ourselves in mind and how we could better serve somebody like, like us. JC, a lot of times what's happened to women in the past who have big ideas to disrupt how things have traditionally been done is that we're either kind of pushed to the side or we're patted on the head and told what a nice idea and and then nothing happens, but things really do seem to be changing. And, and you're clearly an example of that. But what kind of response did you get when you first proposed the brand? Yeah, we definitely had that in our early days. And, you know, it's interesting too, I think, how much this space, whether it's a focus on more diverse fans or underrepresented fans or women's sports, like this space has progressed incredibly over the last few years. So even in 2018, when we were first kind of pitching the concept of the gist, whether that was to investors and kind of these startup accelerators, whether that was to some of the big traditional media, sports media players, there was absolutely not the reception that we we get today. In some ways, we, we might have been just like a little bit early in that we got tons of feedback that there was really not a market for this, or it was just so, so niche, which is really interesting, obviously, because 50% of the population is female. And we've seen that there's there's just so much interest from women in sports, like in, in, in a myriad of ways, but certainly in the early days. And I think back to when it was just myself, Ellen and Rosalind, and it was, it was a total slog. Like I think 
now it's very easy to to kind of look at things now and and kind of assume that it's we've been on this upward trajectory but we got a lot a lot of feedback a lot of no's a lot of iterations on the product as well in the early days that were certainly very discouraging but we've also been really fortunate to to be a co-founding team and the three of us are such close friends that I do think that really helped us kind of get through it i have so much admiration for solo founders and particularly solo female founders because we all lean on each other so so much and i think especially in those early days when we were getting a lot of those nos a lot of that pushback it would have been incredibly difficult to to kind of persevere through that and see the bigger picture did you ever have a moment where you just wanted to give up i think we have certainly had moments where it has felt like too much and we still have those today absolutely like with this like broader kind of recession that's been happening and you know we we track our metrics so closely and so if you're under target it's 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 super discouraging we're a very small team there's so many challenges every day we're all new to this space so we're learning everything on the go so there's there's a lot of moments where it feels like it's overwhelming and it's there's just a lot going on and too much going on i actually don't think we've had a moment per se though where we have been like we want to kind of give up on this again i I really think that that comes down to having the three of us and then three of us all having that resolute vision of what the gist can become and i think that what has really helped us as well is that if one of us is feeling really discouraged or really yeah just like kind of not in a good space about where where we're going the other two are able to kind of offset that so yeah transparently we haven't had any kind of instance where we've been like oh we need to like really reassess this or like we want to quit kind of thing and i think part of that too is that i think being a a founder you have to be a bit delusional and have <laughs> that kind of optimism even when it's like it feels like you're really in the trenches and it's just not things are just not clicking. I do think you have to have a level of optimism that this is all part of it. We're going to have a breakthrough. And then in the next week, in the next month, maybe it's the next six months, the next year, things are going to turn around. I do think you have to have that level of, again, sometimes it's like really being a bit delusional, I think, but that level of kind of positivity or optimism in what your your idea can really become um, to push through those hard times too. What has been the biggest learning experience for you personally since you started the company, JC? Has it been, you know, is there one thing that's really stood out that you didn't know about yourself going into it? Oh gosh, yeah. There has been so much. <laughs> Honestly, I think back to who I was personally, just from a career standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, when we started the gist. And yeah, I, I do in many ways feel like a, a super different person. I think that. I think that starting a company and going through the challenges that come with that really force you to grow personally. I think I have found in all three of us and and certainly in myself personally, a um, level of resilience that I didn't have or wasn't really exposed to in my earlier career. We're all relatively young leaders and managers as well. And our team has been growing really rapidly. So the opportunity to really lead a team. And so now we have 
18 full-time employees and about another 20 part-time. So just that experience too of, of kind of being a leader of a company and really managing people has been a huge kind of learning as well. Um, and I think has really taught me a lot about myself personally too, um, which I've been really fortunate to have that experience because yeah, we, we've kind of been thrown into it, but have, have grown so much as a result too. What kind of advice do you have, JC, for other women who might be listening, who have an idea, but may not have grown it the way that you have, may not have had the confidence to see it through this far, but it's still there. It's still in the back of their mind. They're still thinking about it. What advice do you have for them? Being really open to feedback and getting as much feedback as you can is incredibly important. But the flip side of that is also kind of understanding what feedback you're going to take and what feedback you're going to kind of shelve. I think that that is something that Roz, Ellen, and I figured out over the years, but certainly when you're new to a space and you feel really out of your comfort zone, and particularly if you're entering a new space. So, you know, we came from the finance world. So sports, media, even like marketing and partnerships was really out of our realm. And so we really leaned on and listened to as many really experienced and smart people in those spaces that we could. But at the same time, as I mentioned earlier, we didn't always get, you know, really positive feedback from a lot of those folks. And I think really trying to to know what your kind of guiding values are, your broader vision is, and really listening and being open to as much feedback as you can, sharing your idea with as many people as possible is so, so important, but also not getting too discouraged in some ways too, if you're not getting the feedback that you're kind of looking for and kind of knowing and taking that step back on some of the advice that you are receiving and and then really thinking intentionally about how you're going to act on some of that feedback, I think is something that in the early days is, is really, really important. The second thing is really to lean on and make sure that you have that support kind of network there. So I mentioned, you know, the three of us as a co-founding team, like we're essentially married, you know, like we lean on each other so, so much. I think the support and friendship and just like that respect and trust and love that the three of us have has been so foundational to any success that we've had. And so, you know, that doesn't need to be your co-founders, although it definitely helps, but you know, whether that's friends, family, mentors, having those, those people around you and having that support in those people is so, so important. I think it's, it's really easy to be and feel kind of lonely as a founder too. And like a lot of the the things that you're going through are very individual and just making sure that you have that support around you and that you are really nurturing and kind of cultivating that support network around you is, is so, so important. Yeah. And I think the last piece of advice that I would have is that it really is all about execution. So many founders have just amazing, amazing ideas. We've worked alongside so many like really visionary people. Um, But if you can't actually execute and complete each thing that's needed, all those incremental steps to get to that big milestone, then you don't really have, have a business. So I would definitely just kind of underscore the importance of that kind of diligence and work ethic and just execution side of, of, of things as well. JC, you mentioned you're in a marriage with your founders, which I love, uh, which is wonderful, (laughs) but you're also recently married. Uh, How has the gist impacted your real life marriage? 
Yeah, that's a good question, Jen. So um, my partner, Nick, and I have been married for just about a year now. And we've been together for a very long time since we were actually both at Queen's University. Being a founder is is really, really taxing on, on your personal life as well. So my partner, Nick, is going through his residency. So it's also been really busy, was going through med school when we were um, getting the gist going too. So we've both been very kind of career focused, which I think has been really helpful actually in a lot of ways because we're both <laughs> a little bit like heads down in, in what we're working on. But yeah, it is really, really taxing and takes up a lot of your time. And I think, again, just having a partner that gets that and is really supportive of that has been super important to just the gist overall success too. JC, I love that you're surrounded clearly by people who are there to provide you with feedback when you need it, but to support you at all times, uh, whether that's in your marriage or your work marriage with your co-founders. Uh, it's just been such an opportunity to, to hear about this incredible success that that just is enjoying. And Jen and I are really grateful to you for taking the time to to talk to us about, about your past so far. And we're looking forward to seeing where things go from here. Yeah, thank you so much. No, this was really fun. I really appreciate you you having me on. It's been great to talk to you. Thanks for being on The Honest Talk. Thank you. Thank you both so much. That's a wrap. And thank you to our wonderful listeners across Canada and around the world for joining us. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes, you can subscribe to The Honest Talk wherever you get your podcasts, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our website, thehonesttalk.ca. Finally, a big thank you to our sponsor, RBC, which offers digital-first solutions, advice, and services that go beyond banking to help you realize your true potential. And that's what this podcast is all about. You can find more info at rbc.com business. But for now, stay healthy and stay safe. And we truly look forward to having you back soon for more of The Honest Talk.